What's up all you freaks and geeks of the world? It's your fairy sex mother. I'm here with another episode for the Sex Experience Podcast. How y'all doing today? I hope you're having a great, loving day. Or whatever. But, or I hope you had a great day. It depends on what time I upload this and stuff. But this is going to be a Q&A. Um, I ask questions on my Instagram and on my Twitter all the time. So obviously if you're not following me, then you're not going to be able to participate in the Q&A. But um, I ask people to send me like some questions about what's going on in their relationship or if they just need any advice or anything like that. And I have five questions because, you know, a lot of people didn't answer, but, you know, you got to work with what you got to work with. Okay, so, you know, small goals, small blessings need big praises, too. You feel me? So at least I have five people to respond. So by being bada boom, bam. So here are the five questions and I'm just going to give my perspective you guys, don't shoot me in the throat. Don't stab me in the foot. This is just my perspective. A lot of this stuff is my perspective. There are going to be things that come with facts. There are going to be things that I learned in school that I'm learning with clients, that I'm learning over time with other people. But I am not, it's not like I'm not able to give my own opinion in certain things. So these are just my opinions about stuff. If you feel differently, you know, that's fine. Because everyone was made with a different kind of mindset. So, you know, and if you feel differently and you want to talk about it, you can always like, you know, DM me, tweet me out loud. I don't give a fuck. Let's talk. So, boom. Um, The first question was, should I have to deal with someone if they have a child? If somebody has another child by somebody else, should I have to deal with them? Honestly, no, that's your own personal decision. But the thing is, when it comes to people who have children... If you do want to deal with somebody who does have a child, like you care about them so much and then you see the child and you're like, you know, I could care for this child as well. Don't try to put yourself in a position where you're more important than the child. I'm sorry if you people may feel differently or whatever. It's just a child is brought into this world and when they're certain ages, they have to learn habits from other people. If My dad, let's say, for example, this is a woman saying, should I be with a man who has another child? If my dad, if I was in that situation and I was a child and I saw that if I had something going on with my life and my dad chose the other woman or chose, yeah, basically his new girl over what I had going on in life, that would hurt my feelings. That think, Put yourself in that child's spot. I don't want my dad or my parent to be with somebody who doesn't respect them and also gives me the same respect. If you feel like you need to be the head, you need to be the number one person in their life, all of their free time and attention is not focused on anybody else but you, then maybe you should not (laughs) be with somebody who has a child because there's going to be times where that child's needs becomes way more important than you. And if you honestly... And if you deal with somebody who has a child and they put you before their child, you should probably look at their characteristics and be like, oh, this is what's really important to you. Because if a person laid up with somebody else and did the do and the child is there, the C is there, the child is now living. I mean, shit, just be an adult about the situation and take care of your child. It shouldn't be an issue in raising your child because somebody obviously had to raise you. And if someone didn't raise you and you had to learn a lot of things by yourself, that's fucked up. So, and you see that you're not 
the best that you could be or you feel like you want to do more. So if you want to do more, then put that energy into your child. But if you to answer the question, to say the least, if you would like to be that person's only like their main focus, not have to compete with a ballet recital or compete with a band performance or if you don't feel like waiting until they help their child with their homework or if you don't, you know, feel like communicating with the child's mother or the child's father. Because to be honest, like that's another thing when it comes to kids, I feel like there should be still a respect level somewhere between the parents and the new partners. There is no reason why a child should feel any type of intense negative energy between the people that he quote he or she quote unquote loves. You know, that child, it was brought into this world and not asking for it. Every child does not ask to be brought into this world, but they don't regret being here. And if you do regret being here, I hope that you flip that mindset and understand that you do have a purpose, but that's not the purpose of this conversation right now, though. But they have a purpose of being here. So while that child is here trying to find their purpose and find their way, all adults who surrounds this child needs to bring that child positive energy because if you keep putting negative energy into a child they're going to grow up and then what do you think they're going to do into the world not all people know how to find their own way and find the good and the bad find the light in the dark tunnel find the positive and the negative energy that's brought around them not everybody knows how to do that so again to go back to answering the question if you can't afford or you feel like you can't take If you personally cannot sit there and say, you know what, I'm going to respect that you have a child and then you make time for me when you can and that person puts forth the energy to make time for you just as much as they make time for their child, then just don't worry about it. Be fine. Wait till you find somebody that you can share a child with in that time frame, in that time being. But if you can't sit there and be okay with the fact that there is going to be times where that person literally can't communicate or can't do the things that you want to do because their child comes first then just don't even worry about it. Like, don't even put yourself through that. It's no point. The second question is, should I tell someone I'm interested in that I have an STD? <laughs> um, For you to be interested in somebody, that means you like them. That means you are seeing future with, you're seeing a future with them. Sometimes a future does not mean um, marriage. It doesn't mean having kids with them. It doesn't mean like long-term, like extremely long-term, like, six plus years but in the next you know one to three you could see that person in your life absolutely I do feel like you should tell that person that you are carrying STD especially if you get to the point where you're interested in them if it's just casual conversation blah 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 hey what you doing how's your day what's your favorite color like just getting to know you information and you're trying to see if you even want to take it there with that person then no it's not their business until you become sexually active with them But if you're interested in some, like, wait, let me revert back. Let me break it down further. The phases of, or the phases that society say now of going into a relationship is the getting, is the talking phase, the dating phase, and then, you know, the actual relationship. In the talking phase, basically it's conversation. You're not, you don't have to be monogamous to that person. You don't have to let them be the only one. But if you're just that kind of person where it's like, if I'm talking to you, I'm putting my energy towards you because I don't know how to put all my eggs, put my eggs in different baskets. All right, cool. But you're in the talking phase and stuff like that. And you're not sexually active. No, I do not feel like it's their business to know that you, you know, are carrying something that probably is with you forever. 
whether it's because they didn't specify in the question if it was a temporary STD or a permanent one. Like we all know HIV AIDS, herpes 2, herpes 1 are permanent STDs that a person can live with, live a normal life with. But there's chlamydia, gonorrhea, trick, all that crabs, the clap, all that stuff that's temporary. You take some medicine and then boom, it flushes out of your system. So if whether it's temporary or a permanent STD, if you're just in the stage where you're just getting to know that person and you guys are not sexually active, then no, they should not know. But if you're in the talking stages and you are sexually active, yes, that person should know before you even get in the bedroom, not as soon as you get in the bedroom after the first time it was so good, you want to keep coming back and then it's like, damn, now I got to tell them. So now you have this inner battle going on with yourself on what the fuck you should do. No, before you get in the bedroom with them, you should let them know. And that way it gives them the decision if they still want to stick around. There are some people in this world who's like, okay, well, let's do a temporary and a permanent one. We're going to say chlamydia and we're going to say AIDS. You can live a full life with both. You can have a great life with both. You can do it. Let's put that out there. If these STDs do not hinder you from living the life that you want to live, sometimes they can just affect certain things that happen in your life. So... You're talking to somebody and you guys are about you guys are talking about sex and you guys set up an appointment basically to have sex, whatever the case may be. If it's a temporary STD, still, I say tell them for both. But if it's a temporary one, let them know, hey, in my last situation, before I got serious with you, I was out here doing my thing, having fun. Or in my last relationship, the reason why we ended or whatever the case may be, I currently have chlamydia. We're just going to say like the ones I can think of right now. I currently have chlamydia. If that person really wants to, you know, have sex with you, they're going to have sex with you. And if they really wanted to have sex with you, they will respect you and be like, okay, well, I'll wait, you know, take your medicine. And then once you're clear, we'll go get tested together. If that person isn't willing to get tested with you, then obviously they're not worth your body. Even with AIDS, boom, flip it. Hey, um, before we get sexually active, I want to let you know that I am AIDS, HIV, AIDS positive, whatever. Um, it happened. You don't have to tell them when it happened if they really didn't ask for it. But, you know, you could just let them know, hey, I'm HIV, AIDS positive. And before we get into this, you know, I just want to let you know before anything gets too serious or gets too deep. If that person really, 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 really wants to have sex with you or if that person really wants to be with you, they will ask you all the questions that they need to ask. So that way they can protect you and themselves. We all know, we know now, or hopefully you do know that AIDS, HIV, um, if you are positive, there are, there's medicine out there that basically can control it or make it to a point where it doesn't show in your bloodstream. That doesn't mean that you don't have it, but there's a way that you can detect it, understand it, all this other kind of stuff. When a patient or when a person, excuse me, is AIDS, HIV positive, their doctor talks to them about, you know, how they can continue their life. There are just certain things that they need to do. Have those same conversations with your partner before you get sexually involved with them. That way, if they really, really want to be with you, they will they will sit there and, you know, do what they need to do to protect themselves. If that person be like, nah, fuck that. I don't want to be with nobody. Da, 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 da. Fuck them. They're not worth your time. They're not worth your energy. They're not worth your life. They're not worth nothing that you have to bring to the table because all it is is an STD. And the reason why STDs are becoming such a 
ill, what the fuck type thing is because people don't know how to have the conversation. They don't know how to be adult and sit there and say, hey, yeah, I was out here running buck wild. It's people out here who running buck wild right now doing the craziest of crazy things. And then when they go to the doctor and the doctor tells them that they have a bad yeast infection, they start breaking down crying. Why are you breaking down crying? You know that you had sex with 30 people raw and you're mad about a yeast infection. Sis, it could have been worse. It's dudes out here who get played by a person. You know, the whole easy story was he was injected with a fucking needle. It was it easy. I hope it was. Oh, I hope it was. Oh, you know what I'm trying to say? He was injected with the needle and it was, it got into your, their, uh, it got into his blood and stuff like that. It's so many different ways that you can catch an STD or an STI that, it shouldn't be an issue that it shouldn't be an issue to have a conversation. It shouldn't be an issue. First of all, to be really honest, in the talking stages, I personally feel like you need to ask the person that you're talking to that you're trying to see interest in. When was the last time you got tested? Have you ever had an STD before? There's nothing wrong with asking those questions. Like if you're an adult and you're grown and you're not a virgin, it's a strong possibility. It's a six out of 10 possibility chance that you might have caught an STD. Do you, like there is statistics. Let's see if we can look it up right now. Google statistics. Oh, let's see. Club, we'll do chlamydia. Chlamydia. How do you spell chlamydia? I'm just playing. Do 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 do. Y'all just gonna listen to me type on average. There we go. Da, 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 da. Boom. So how common is chlamydia? This is coming from Google. This is coming from www.cdc.gov. STD, STD facts, chlamydia detail. Bada bing, bada boom, bada bam. How common is chlamydia? CDC estimates that there were 4 million chlamydia infections in 2018. 4 million infections. How many people are there in the world? The Earth's population is 7.674 billion people. I counted since 2019. 7.674 billion people. And chlamydia was estimated to be in 4 million people's body. Why are you not having the conversation? Why is it such a hard thing to talk about? Why is it whenever someone comes out and tells you that they have an STD that it becomes this ill, yucky, gross situation? No, it's not. It's common. Very common. Have the conversation with the person. Even if you still have the idea of like, you know what, I don't want to be sexually active with you. Don't don't turn that person away. You ain't got to deal with them. I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, deal with who you don't want to deal with. But don't be so rude to the person that you make them feel uncomfortable in their own body. Because nine times out of ten, they're going through a lot already. You know, be respectful. But if you don't want to deal with that kind of person, you don't have to sit there and deal with it. But at the same time, just don't stir them away. But even going back to the question at hand, though, should you tell somebody 
that you're interested in that you have an STD, you absolutely should because you should also let them have the decision to let you know they want to deal with you or not. If that's a deal breaker for some people, then oh well, that's just their life. It it shouldn't hurt you if that is a deal breaker for them because they're just not meant for you. Bada bing, bada boom, bam. The next question is, my boyfriend doesn't like the outfits I wear sometimes. He tells me they're either too revealing or inappropriate for an event. What should I do? Um, technically this conversation or this topic is controversial because a lot of people have different opinions or ideas about having your partner tell you what you should wear. Personally, I feel like I'm in, I agree with both sides, but there's a stipulation to it. If you were always in forever, ever, but like before your boyfriend met you, knew your first name, knew y'all went to the same school, whatever the case may be. If you was always in forever a bad bitch, I mean, everybody's a bad bitch. Take that back. Oop, scratch it. Oop. If you was always wearing certain type of clothes, like that was just your thing. That's your style. Like that's how you come. That's how you step. That's how you, that's your definition of your drip. Then before they got with you. They should see that that is your drip. That is how you style yourself. That is how you get, that's how you dress, whatever the case may be. Now, let's say you never dress like that, but now that you got a man or you got a partner, whatever the case may be, then you start dressing like it and it's kind of giving off a different impression. He should be okay with what you're wearing, 100% for sure. But here's the flip side to it. In a relationship, there's a respect level that's always that should always be there between both parties you want your man to respect you and your boundaries you want him to respect you and your boundaries if a guy is telling you like as his girl I don't want you wearing these type of clothes doing these type of things because it gives off this kind of image that I don't want attached to myself honestly you can't be offended to that why you shouldn't be offended of that is because when you step out into the world and you're letting it be known that I'm in a relationship with this person and I'm going to be with them forever and I love them. If they're telling you this is how they present themselves, why should my partner not be in the same category as me? If I like my girl to dress in business casual outfits with some slack, blah, 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 blah. I present myself the same way. Why would I be okay with my girl whenever I'm stepping out in some plea-blah-blah-blah-blah-blah? She coming out with her titties and her booty and her coochie print out. You know? It's just a respect level. I mean, there's also the side that I also agree with. Like, you should wear whatever you want to wear. I totally agree. Does my boyfriend tell me what I have to wear and stuff like that? Does he dictate everything that I wear? No, he does not. But out of respect for him, though... There are certain outfits that I wore when I was single. For sure. For sure. sure. Because I know what kind of attention I was trying to get. I'm not speaking for other people. I'm just saying for me. I knew what kind of attention I was trying to grab. Even if I wasn't bringing nobody home that night. Or even if I wasn't trying to like get with somebody. Whatever the case may be. I know that when you saw me though. You saw me. And now it's just like, I be chilling. I be cooling. I don't need you to see me. You're still going to see me. My presence is very like strong. My vibe is so strong that when I step into a room, you're just going to look and be like, oh, there is 
such and such. Damn, there goes such and such. Oh, my God. OMG. Hey, such and such. Bada bing, bada boom. But I just do it in a more subtle way now because my boyfriend, my partner, doesn't want to be with somebody or doesn't want their partner to carry themselves a certain kind of way. And that's fine. That's just their opinion. But if you want to be with your partner, understand there's a compromise. You don't want them doing certain things sometimes. So if they're just saying, hey, cover up a little bit more or, hey, don't wear that to this event. I feel like that's inappropriate. Then you chose to be with them. If y'all constantly get into an argument about it, like he net. But now if he's sitting there telling you, no, I don't want you wearing thongs. I don't want that. Like taking it to the point where it's just like, damn, you got just like a nun now. Then nah, did you? Because that is just no. There's certain situations where I believe I certain events and certain situations cause for certain outfits. If you and your girls finna go out and y'all finna have fun, do your thiz naive girl. Be the uh. My friend Jordan said, even if everybody looking like Michelle, always kill it like Beyonce. If you want to step and be the Beyonce, then all of y'all can look like the Beyonces. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with Michelle. There's nothing wrong with Kelly Rowland. But if you just want to outshine like bright like a diamond. If you want to step, step. But you know, if you're going to meet his family, meet his, uh, like meet important people in his life and you got your boobs out, your body, you showing half of your skin, your butt hanging out the bottom of your dress, you know, it's just some things that's just not okay. Some things just not okay. There's nothing wrong with them expressing that. But don't get mad at them expressing something because they feel like you're just being inappropriate at that time, at that moment. Now, again, they always dictating your outfits. No, nah, kick them to the curb because they can't handle what you got going on because obviously they're insecure about something. But, you know, if your outfit is inappropriate for a certain event, maybe you should like reconsider. Like, think about what you got on. Don't get so offended to the point where it's just like, damn, you're dictating my life. But just reconsider. See what other options you have. Because if you really a bad bitch, you could wear anything and just pop the fuck off. I'm just saying. Bada bing, bada boom. Next question. I'm interested in someone, but he won't open up about his past. He's also scared to get deep into his feelings. If you're interested in somebody, again, I see, I see interested as you like them. You like them. And you're, you want to see, you see a future with them. Like I said, maybe like one to three years. It's going to take some time to be very, very honest. Men, and it's sad to say this, but men are raised sometimes, not all men, but men are raised with the mindset that you have to be a provider. You have to be strong. You have to not show no emotions, show no fear. Cause if you show fear. That means you're weak. If you're weak, then you a pussy. If you a pussy, then you get no respect. Like, That's how a lot of men are raised. That is so messed up. That's fucked up. Everybody has feelings. Everybody has emotions. Everybody needs to cry at some point in their life. Let those feelings out. Don't hide yourself. But because a lot of times guys are raised that way to not really show their feelings or emotions, it kind of fucks with them in like their brain or it like fucks with their future sometimes or it just it messes them up somewhere along the lines. And it takes time to break down those walls because it could be maybe he trusts you, but he has to slowly knock them barriers down. 
we all talk about it. It's common conversation that men are raised differently than girls. Girls are raised differently from guys. You with a girl, you have to blah 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 blah. With a guy, you have to man 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 man. Like there's always the conversation where you have to raise one of the kids separately from each other. Why is that? When it comes to emotions, emotions are they have no gender. When it comes to love, when it comes to appreciation, when it comes to affection, affection has no gender. But when you put somebody into a category because of your gender, saying because of this, you have to act like this. That's what starts sometimes the trauma or the curses. So to really break down that person's walls or basically hope that they'll come out and open up to you, you honestly have to wait. It's a sad truth. A very sad truth, but you have to wait. You have to wait until they feel comfortable around you to talk about that kind of stuff. And you know, you can make the environment comfortable for them. There's nothing that you're doing wrong, but just don't press them about it. It sounds fucked up. It sounds kind of weird. Why can't I press them about it? Because I'm not going to sit here and waste my time. And you shouldn't. Everyone has a number. Everyone has uh, a time frame that they're trying to be on. Everyone has goals that they're trying to set for themselves, for their relationship, for what the fuck is ever. But sometimes those things can be altered. They can be slow. You can slow it down or you can speed it up depending on your progress in life. If this person sees us the same kind of future with you, they just need time to open up about their feelings, about their life, about their past. Then give them time to open up. Now, how much time do you have? Don't put a number on it. Don't tell that person. You got six months to tell me everything that's happened to you since you were two years old or I'm going to leave you. Girl, you can't give somebody time like that because realistically, that's making them feel rushed. It makes them feel like, well, damn, if I, what if I'm not there to talk about it yet? What if it's so traumatic for me that I haven't reached that mindset to let that in? I haven't reached that point in my mind to let you know about that kind of stuff but now because you're forcing me if I don't tell you then I'm then I'm a problem it's not the way honestly if six months is your breaking period that's not the way you should say it within those six months instead of sitting there telling them a b c d um, instead of sitting there telling them you got six months to get this right or snip snip ho throughout those six months you should try talking to them and seeing how their reaction is. Every time you bring the conversation up, they become antsy, irritated, augmentative or something like that. Then, you know, all right, I ain't going to deal with this. Throughout these six months, if you start talking to them about it, like just slowly asking little questions that gets them to open up a little bit more. And you see that they're becoming attentive. They're responding. They're talking back to you. Sometimes if you were asking them questions while they were doing something, they put that thing down just to sit there and talk to you about it. And it can lead to, you know, opening up gates and opening up more information about that person. It takes time. If someone comes from a fucked up past, especially if they come from a past that's completely different from yours, whether no matter who you are, whether if you're a good guy and you're dating a, a bad girl, a good girl dating a bad guy, bad guy dating a good guy, whatever the case may be, you know, everyone's past, everyone's upbringing is different. Even if you got shit in common, you may have stuff in common, but you don't have the same life. So you can't tell somebody who has a different life from you on what they should do about telling you what's going on with them. Now, if it's been like four years and they still ain't told you like how they deeply felt or it's been like three years and you don't know their mom or their dad's name, eh, you, 
you could be wasting your time. Could be. But, you know, it just, it takes time. Don't try to rush something, especially if someone's had a traumatic experience in their life. Don't rush them to talk to you about something because you could be rushing them into a corner instead of opening up their heart. Think about that. And the last question is, I'm trying to stop having sex, but I keep going back to my ex. They are telling me that they are starting to catch feelings again, but I just don't feel the same. Well, you need to control your, your body parts. The mind is stronger than the body, but what happens is we crave, (laughs) what happens is you fall into the needs of your flesh instead of the need for your spirit or your heart or your mind. And I'm not trying to sound biblical when I say this, I'm just speaking factual. If you want to stop having sex, you're telling yourself you want to stop having sex, mentally you want to stop having sex, and physically you know you're not in the mood. But you keep going back because of that moment or those moments to where your ex feels good. It feels good only for that moment, not for that, not, it feels good for that time period, not for long term. And then they're starting to catch feelings again. They're starting to, you know, go back into the old habits and ex is an ex for a reason. It don't matter what the fucking reason was, whether it was your fault, they fault, his, her fault, mama fault, whoever, they're still an ex. So if they're an ex for a particular reason, why do you keep fumbling back? Why do you keep fumbling the ball? Why do you keep missing the layup? Nope, you're missing it. You keep going out of bounds. You keep steering away. You're on the road. You're on the right path. And you made a wrong left turn. Knowingly, the directions told you to make a right turn. Why are you doing that to yourself? Because all you're going to do is cause yourself more confusion, more trauma. You're going to get more upset. You're going to get more irritated. And then every single time, they, and then if they, that person knows that they're using you for their own sexual gain and they feel like it's going to manipulate you into coming back, why are you putting yourself through that? You know you're stronger than that. But again, the mind is way stronger than the body. But sometimes the flesh, the body feels good. Excuse me. That the mind just starts to wander away. It's just like you know specific you know exactly that if you go over there, and let's say it's a dude who said this. You go over there, you pipe her down, she catch fifis. Well, why you fuck me like that? If you stop fucking me like that, then I wouldn't catch feelings. Well, there's your answer right there. You don't want them to catch feelings, you don't catch feelings for them, you don't want to be with them, stop fucking them. That's not, that doesn't mean stop communicating with them. If they feel like they can't talk to you unless they have sex with you, then obviously y'all can't be friends. Like, obviously you're just a piece of meat. You're just a piece of ass to them. If you feel like you deserve to be more than ass, if you feel like you are more than just a quickie, a happy hour, a two minute fling, whatever, stop putting yourself in positions where you become those things. Sometimes you can't, no, take that back. In a position where you can control it, in a situation where you can control it, stop putting yourself in that situation. Because all you're doing is playing yourself. You come, I say this to all of my friends all the time. You come first. You're more, you are in control of your future, your life, your present. So if somebody is not on the same path as you, they can't be on the same vibe, same wave as you without fucking something up or doing something wrong or something, 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 something. Don't. Put yourself in a situation to constantly deal with them. It's not worth it.
But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Experience Podcast. I will do another Q&A. So, you know, make sure you follow me on my social media. So that way, you know, you can ask the questions too. Because we talk about anything around here. Hope you guys enjoyed the rest of your day, evening, night, whatever. And peace.